This is the 911 Calls Podcast with the operator and his trusty junior assistant, Mr. Luna. I just got four kids at my door that says that somebody just killed their mama. Hey, Luna. Hey. Hey, um... Hey, what comes to mind or like what kind of person slash situation appears to you when I say the following word? Melodramatic. Oh, uh, I don't know. Like everything, everything these days, (laughs) like every single thing. It's when I don't. uh, That's why I don't really watch. I'm not watching any news and I'm not going on social media unless I. I don't mind the message. I just don't like the messenger most of the time. I don't like the right. way that some of these people are messaging it because they're making it about themselves. Yeah. And uh, there seems a lot of them seem to be exaggerating it, and they're hurting uh, a lot of the causes that are that are completely necessary. That are, you know, for sure, beating a drum right now. I just don't like some of the people that are beating the drums. I, I want to smash a drum right over their head and just you know Congo on their eardrums. Yeah, it's um the the. Uh the melodrama comes from the people producing it. It's like like the situation, the things that we're dealing with are very human situations, hmm. but they're taking the humanity out of it and turning it into you know more like red herring kind of. Just they're going for emotion, yeah, triggering emotions as opposed to informing you of real human humanity. You know things about humanity that we should all be caring totally i call it the look at this the look at me movement Mm, yeah those those particular people who grab onto these things that are happening in the world that are that are real that 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 should should be uh spoken about openly and people should be beating that drum there's some that are just latching on and being like oh uh, this is this is a party where i can get uh you know this could become a pity party for me if i throw my tooth throw my hat in the ring and it again it takes uh attention away from which, what really should be paid attention to? It's real victims and yeah, the legit yeah. change. Like you know, it hurts the whole. It hurts the whole thing. Yeah. You see the way people are behaving. They 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 argue over every little thing right now. It's so everyone's so divided. That, well, it's around this along the same lines. I'd say is uh, like I cannot stand it when someone posts on like Facebook or somewhere. They're like, my day was so horrible. Can't even believe it. And then somebody's like, "Oh no, Patricia, what happened?" And then Patricia's like, "I don't want to talk about it." <laughs> yeah, that's the time. Like, stop it right now. <laughs> Go plant a tree, or you know, hug a baby, or something. Mm-hmm. I love those ones. My grandfather was also. I I, I think I guess melodramatic is a good word for it. Like you know, when you just see someone you haven't seen, you know, you're like, "Hey, how are you?" Mm-hmm. And it's just something you say, right? Well, he, every time you asked my grandfather, hey, how are you? He took it as a legitimate question and would just start listing off all the sciatica and oh, my no. eyelids is back and my rickets wow. is polynomial. You know, it was crazy. <laughs> Melodramatic has just put a, a an umbrella on the groups of people that I just can't stand so i'm glad yeah. that uh, you brought this up it's good to put a i think everyone feels that way though so it's not like you know we're being yeah, political do. or anything of, i think we're all feeling pretty tired 
No, we're not all friggin' morons. It's just the, the morons are the loudest. They're the ones who don't know how to, you know, slow themselves down and think before they speak. They just blurt it all out. There's like yeah. a saying about dumb people, you know, it's like they don't. And I'm too stupid to remember it. Is that, uh, you know, <laughs> stupid people don't even like the dumbest people don't even know. They're so dumb. They don't even know that they're dumb. Yeah. So they just keep on barfing out every thought that comes to their head. And then they're the ones who are starting all these arguments. And now you're in the comment section below it. And you're, you're a part of their world. Uh, in reality, off the Internet. In real life, the way that used to go was someone would say, hey, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Right? And yeah. that'd be it. Yeah, it's funny because like, I guess fundamentally melodrama, people that are, are melodramatic really believe that we give a crap about what they're being melodramatic about, you know, like. But well, we feed it. We feed, we yeah. feed that fire. Yeah, we, unless we you shut we it like down. It. Right. Yeah. It's so hard. It, it it takes a wise person to just not say anything to someone. You know, it takes a wise, it takes a lot of uh, internal fortitude, I would say, to just be like, wow, that's something I'm just not going to go right. after. Right. But what a sad world when the when, when being a wise person means that you just have to kind of give up, walk yeah. away and uh, just let them do their thing. You hope <laughs> that the real world's not like what you're seeing when you're when you're online and then you walk out into it and. Well, you can't even walk out into it right now, so who knows? But um, I'm pretty sure it's... I hope it's better than what it appears to be online. It's got to be. Yeah, I think it is. I I, I, I don't know. I, you know, who's to say? We'll all come out of the hole, you know, in a decade from now, and we'll realize that, you know, everything was fine. Everybody's <laughs> actually pretty cool. Yeah, everybody's good. All right. All right, so, you got to call. Yeah, here's a here's a situational riddle for you. If you if you had a gun and you were intent, not just like thinking about it, but really intent on killing someone, why before you did it would you call 911 and ask them to send someone to the place where you're going to kill them? Why would you do that? Why would you call 911 if you were intent on killing someone? Why would you call 911? To make a show of it? Probably, yeah. Like t- for attention, yeah. you know. Um, so it's documented. I, so yeah, I guess I calls in the past we've had. You know, people call nine one one because they they wanted to control the scene. They wanted to make sure it didn't get too far out of hand. Like the guy that said, "I'm going to kill myself and light my house on fire." Right. They wanted people to get there before it lit the neighbors. You know, there. Yes, there. So most of the time, okay. Here's a twist for you though. If you were going to kill them. And then yourself. Why would you first call nine one one? Like, quite, you're just wasting tax resources, <laughs> right? To to. Yeah. Okay. So if I was going to kill someone and then and then kill myself, but call nine one one first, the reason I would do that personally um, is because I don't want too many people looking at my dead body or something. Personally, I might pee my pants. I don't want anyone to see that. Right. Okay. So yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Like. Yeah, you want the, the circle of people aware that you dropped a deuce in your 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 knickers yeah. to be limited. Okay, I can see that. I want to look or, great. I want to look. I want to look great. Pristine you know, with and, that and hole in your pictures. face, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Or or maybe the level of decay. You wanted to make sure that someone was aware, not two weeks from now in ninety degree weather, right? Exactly. Yeah, but those those seem logical, right? All right. So here here's another word of the day, which. Fits the guy we're about to talk about to a T. The word is insufferable. The definition 
of insufferable is having or showing unbearable arrogance or conceit, which almost is melodramatic. Sometimes it seems like like you, they just can't get enough of it. You know, it's unbearable. Mm-hmm. Like, like, come on. All right. So here's a little back backstory for you. That was the about- answer to your riddle. He yeah, said, I have a riddle really. for you, and here's a twist. And then in the end, it's it's just the answer's insufferable. Here's a riddle. Here's a twist. Yeah, I'm no, I'm no J.R.R. Tolkien. I'm not like you know, Sure, you are. Like no, you really aren't. busting out some wiz- wizardry Close here. Close your eyes. What? I'm oh, great. Close my eyes? Yeah. Why? Because. Okay. You're closing your eyes. Hi, Bean Bean. I'm closing my eyes. Oh my gosh, you got your nails painted? Mm-hmm. They're so beautiful. Why are you talking like that? Because. Why are you talking like that? <laughs> because I have to. What do you mean, why is he talking like that? Oh, uh, hey, I'm recording a podcast right now. Do you want to say hi? <laughs> okay. Say hi. Hi. Who do you. Hey, Bean. Who's that? Who is that? Jack. Yeah, say hi, Jack. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey, sweetheart. All right, can you go close the door so Daddy can do a, a podcast? <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Okay. Oh. Bye, bye. Bean. Hey, bye. I love your nails. <laughs> See you, Bean Bean. Oh, Bean Bean. It's weird, you know, that I named my daughter Bean Bean. <laughs> yeah, it is. It what is. a fit. She's a cute You're one. Weird. Bean mm-hmm. Bean. All right. Well, where, where was I? Here's a little backstory for you. Brian Sweat, no relation to famous NASCAR driver Richard Petty, had an ex. The, I, I say that because when you hear this guy talk, you'll be like, is that Richard Petty? Because of his accent, but he's not related. Okay? Right. All right. right. He had an extensive criminal history, including burglary, assault, and forgery. But it wasn't just violent. He was a violent coward, always screwing up, but making sure to hurt someone in the process of just generally failing at life. In October of 2013, Brian was still batting a thousand at being a total zero. He had lost his girlfriend and custody of their seven-month-old daughter. He was also facing an upcoming burglary trial where he was facing up to 25 years in prison. So, really mm-hmm. awesome guy. Mm-hmm. So, Sweat's former girlfriend, Chandra Fields, lived in her parents' house on a rural road a few miles south of the small town of Greenwood, South Carolina. It's just a little over 20,000 people. Deputies with the Greenwood County Sheriff's Office had been summoned to the Fields' home several times before this day on domestic violence calls involving Sweat and Chandra and her parents. As an example of Brian being a total wet blanket of self-imposed failure and self-pity, here is a message he posted on Facebook on October 29th of 2013. And we're going to have this read by Karen's live-in southern boyfriend, Ace. Oh, I don't, I don't like this guy. He's, he's awesome. <laughs> no, he's too smooth. Well, he's, yeah, he's, you know, he's good to Karen, though, so that's, that's what matters. Him. Mm. Well, I keep losing money out of my wallet, but I can't figure out how a computer could do mm. that. So, Asa, you ready? Take it away. <clears throat> Thanks, the operator. Brian Sweat posted the following post on Facebook. 
I'm about to lose it. I just want someone to talk to and be here with me so bad. I'm about to just get in the truck and ram it into the biggest pole I can find. Nobody gives a F about me because of what that stupid bitch done to me. She played me for so long. I can't take it anymore. I've asked for someone just to be here for me to take my mind off doing something stupid to hurt myself. Yeah, the guy's a real genius. So followed by this poetic piece on October 20th. <clears throat> you don't care and you never wanted her to know me. But always remember, it's gonna come back on you when she grows up and that's what gonna make her hate you. Okay. So, as you can tell, just a, you know, one of these people that just wants to try to justify their life and everything, all their mistakes they're making and everything, they, they don't want to... Who? Ace? Right. No, no, Ace is, you know, Ace is Ace, but yeah. Oh. Now, Ace, Ace has his flaws, for sure. Don't you, Ace? <laughs> Gosh, I just might have been known to jump in the sack with someone too quickly. Maybe I didn't check to see if all of our parts were compatible. You know, jeepers creepers, it's just that sometimes that slit malt liquor goes to your head and, lo and behold, you end up needing to apply some cream from the doctor to your undercarriage for a few months. Well, uh, yeah, okay, wow, that's a you revealed a lot there, Ace. Uh, <laughs> get some ointment. <laughs> All right, okay, so... Earlier in the late afternoon of Tuesday, October 26, 2013. Can you can you say that? Can you say earlier in the late afternoon? You can. You just did. I, I Looks guess. like you can. I just did. There we go. So earlier in the late afternoon of Tuesday, October 26, 2013, Brian broke into his girlfriend's parents' house and waited for the family to come home. Just before 6 o'clock p.m. on that night, Brian called 911 from Chandra's parents' house. Here's how that call played out. Are you ready for me to uh, to hit play? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Oh, yes, I need an officer at a 2007 Callison Highway. What's wrong? Oh, I'm just stressed out, and I'm about to take my life. Uh, I mean, What's your name? It's unknown. Okay, do you have a weapon with you? Huh? Do you have a weapon with you? Yes. What do you have, sir? A forty-four. Get in there. Don't point at me. What's going on? All right. So, a few minutes after Brian Sweat's nine-one-one call, a neighbor called 911 to report gunshots from the field's residence. Sweat allowed four children to escape the house, his seven-month-old daughter, the infant's cousin, and two neighborhood children who had come over to the house after school to play with the field's grandchildren. The four, th mm. the four children fled to the neighbor's house, and then the neighbor called 911 as soon as the children appeared on her doorstep and here's how that call played out. 
You know, because we because we know how this played out, uh, you, you know, all the other scenarios, so, you know, once you know the whole story, all the other scenarios seem to fade away. But one that sticks out to me is, could you imagine being that woman at the as the neighbor, at hearing gunshots, seeing the, the all those micro children come over to your house Mm-hmm. And not know what's going on. That that Brian had a gun, yeah. heard gunshots. Like you wouldn't know if he's coming over. Like you oh, wouldn't no, know if did. he sent she them was... over or if he's coming after them. You know, it just oh gosh, that's stress. It's terrifying. She's scared. You can tell. Obviously, she's scared. She takes it seriously right away. She knows who she's dealing with. She likely is familiar with Sweat. And uh, yeah, I'm feeling the entire call there that he's going to come in and, and finish it. Right. <laughs> you know, start start blasting everybody uh, because those kids are effectively. We'll find out later on the call why the kids are there. I I, I assume, but yes, um, 
at that moment, it could be they've escaped the house and he's chasing them down and trying to stop them before they call for help, right? Yes, exactly. And the neighbor doesn't know. It's like, no. you know, how, how did, why are you guys here? How did you, you know, the oldest one is four. So that's, you know, uh, coordinating. I can't even get, you know, two sub five year old children to walk across a uh, parking lot without, you know, ending up in oh. different stores or different cars. I couldn't imagine yeah. having. You know, hurting a seven-month-old and, you know, all these other kids, like, allowing It's amazing to- what happens with kids in these situations. They, they're used to it, for one. And, <clears throat> um, two, anybody in a, in a situation, even a child, recognizes when, when their lives are in danger. I say about my two-year-old all the time, he's got great instincts. If um, a shadow goes above his head, like a bird flies over his head, I think I've mm. talked about this before, he comes running to me and jumps up. Like into my arms, right? He senses that there's some 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 sort of danger in his, uh, you know, his caveman genetics. Yeah. But um, yeah, these kids, uh, there's no time for screwing around. Nobody's going and grabbing a dandelion on the way over to uh, her name's Lori, I believe's house. Right. They're they are they're in survival mode. <clears throat> you you said something. Ch- Go ahead. You, you said something that was interesting too. Is that they they hold on. You said something that's interesting too. That they um, knew they had experienced this, or they knew they knew this drill. Most likely, Lori had called nine one one several times before. Like this was maybe not new, but that the gunshots were, you know, the new the new element. Um, there is a little bit more to this call. So, uh, oh my god! Can you, I say one more thing though? Too, I yeah, think we yeah, all felt yeah. it, obviously. But the the op and I can see each other while this is happening. That we just had, you just had Bean Bean come in the room, and then we're hearing this, right? Which is right. a little more difficult than, than usual. But when those kids, you can hear them kind of all like crying and trying to speak over one another and stuff. Yeah, that's a real visual. I saw it. I saw it. I looked over at you, and we both were like, oh, yeah, like we staring both at each it. other, right? Yeah, because you, you could. You just oh, oh. they're yeah, like you little sobbing. They're just. Kids can be annoying. Let's be honest. They're growing up. They're trying to learn everything about the world, and they ask a lot of questions, and they friggin' screw around with stuff that they shouldn't. They're sticking, you know, pens into the sockets and just <laughs> trying to. And then when you see them when they're scared, like I talked about my son just now with a shadow going over top of him, you're like, oh, my God, you're just so little. And uh, that was tough to hear those kids. Yeah, well, and, uh, like, the, the yeah, the caution that they have, then the, you know, how free, how free and 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 unhindered they are in most of their daily movements until there's fear involved, and then they True immediately danger. need us. Yes, or yeah. or the fact that you know, like mine, like Bean Bean came in here and mm-hmm. couldn't read the room. You know, she's just yeah. so little. She's like, I'm I'm in a different. You know, why are you talking like that? And and I'm recording, and she's like, "Well, look at my nails," you know, just like no self awareness whatsoever. Yeah, but uh, but but I bet you, if you started shooting a shotgun into the roof and screaming at your wife, Beam Beam wouldn't be asking those same questions, right? Yes, good point. Yeah, it changes everything when you shoot shotguns into the ceilings. Changes the mood. It does it? Does it really? Even does. for a kid, even for a two year old kid, they they recognize. Pure danger when it's when it's there, and obviously for these kids, there is pure danger going on in their house. So you got more more of that call. Yeah, here's a little bit more. Are you ready for me to uh, to hit play? I don't know. Probably no, not really. But let's do it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Right, well, right after this commercial break, because 
We gotta pay the bills. <laughs> gotta pay the bills. Do you feel alone in the world right now? Well, maybe it's something you did. If you're like me, you pretend like you're rich and find yourself saying things like, Oh my gosh, Jericho, you look amazing in silicone suede jumpers. No, it's my treat, I insist. Or you catch yourself constantly exclaiming, The next round is on me! Every time you're at the root beer bar. But operator, you might be saying, You can't be rich, you do podcasts. To which I would say, yes, that is correct. And yes, maybe I have an unhealthy obsession with using my credit cards to try and buy the affection of those around me. Well, I'm here to tell you no more. I found a way to beat the bottom of the bank barrel blues. If you're like me and other faux rich people, you're looking for a way to feel more financially secure. So, if you're still needlessly throwing money every month at high-interest credit card debt... It's time you checked out Upstart, the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. Now is the time to find out how low your Upstart rate can be to help pay off high-interest credit card debt. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. You don't even need a degree or diploma to apply, though. Even mildly acceptable podcasters with volunteer homicide detective degrees stand a chance. I can tell you from personal experience. Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000 so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. The best part? If the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next day. So, rid yourself of those payments you're making on that regrettable silicone and rhinestone debt skin suit you put on without thinking and take control of your rupees tab at the local addiction depot. See why Upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot, and hurry to upstart.com slash crime machine, remember that show, to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash crime machine. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applications will qualify for the full amount. Hugs. All right, here we go. I'm calling Lori back. Just Lori, girl. Hello? Lori, it's yes. Stephanie again. Okay. What is their mother's name? Okay. What's your mommy's name? Chandra Fields. Chandra Fields. Does she know how old her mommy is? The EMS is coming here. No, they're stopping there because they can't go to the residence. I gotcha. Until I gotcha. Yeah. Um, how old's your mommy? Two four. You don't know? That's okay. She's okay. got to be in her 20s, I think. No idea. I'm just finding out that my uh, yeah. over there. Um, how many is there of them? There's four that came over. Kayla, what's your name? And Kaylee, Diane, is they, hey, Ava. <laughs> is that um, all four of their mothers? It's not. That's not all y'all's mommies, is it? That's just your, whose mommy is it, Kayla? Your your two, you three then. <laughs> three of them's mama. Okay. Is Brian their mom's boyfriend? 
Is Brian your mom's boyfriend? Okay. okay. All right, Chrisley, when you went over there, what did he say to you? He, he yelled that they should come out there. I can't wait. So he had them in, did he have them in the house? Everybody was in the house? I didn't hear it. They can't come out right now. Okay. And then y'all just come home. And I thought it was strange. We, they weren't gone. I was on the porch when they left to go over to see if Asa. Where is Asa and Ty? They're in the They're in the house. Whoa. Do what now? There's, there's two other children in How old? Asa is probably six, seven, nine. He's so small. All right. And Tyreek, what? Tyreek is eleven. There's an eleven and a nine-year-old still in that house. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Are they boys? They are boys. Two boys. I'm on the phone with Lori Ware again, and she's talking to the children. The children. And right they belong to the female, and they were. She just asked where was the other two, and she said they said they were still in the house in their room. Because my kids left, and they weren't gone, not even two or three minutes, and come straight back. They said that he hollered at them that nobody could come out of the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank God. Yes. What did... Okay. Ask me. What was the last thing that they... I know it's going to be the four-year-old that heard it. She did hear a gunshot. Was it one? She said. Just one. Hold on. Okay. How many How many shots did you hear? Just one? Okay. Okay. Did you see anything? Did you, did you see your mommy after you heard the shot? No. Where were y'all at? Okay. Were you in the same room? And Asa and Tyreek were in their room? Did somebody send them to their room? Brian, where's your granddaddy? They're tied up. Who's tied up? Who's tied up, baby? It's Mama and Grandma. Tyreek and Asa are tied up. And who else? Mama and Granddaddy, but not your mommy. Okay. Their grandparents live there also? It is their grandparents' residence. It's their residence. They, um, yes. Taylor, y'all aren't living over there again, are you? Okay. The neighbor's on the phone talking to the child. He's talking to the children. The children are saying that the two boys are tied up along with the grandparents with duct tape. <sighs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing a great job, obviously. The the and both uh, operators as well. I mean, you know, not that I'm the one bestowing frigging uh, this is a good job, this is not a good job. I'm not the the king of good jobs, but it, it uh, you know, they're being they're handling this very well considering the circumstances. This woman on the phone have the have the have the uh, police showed up or the SWAT team? Have they shown up at this point near the end of what we just heard? Yeah, toward the end. Okay. Yeah, I they were so. showing up and they couldn't right. enter that residence right away right. because of the situation. So um, there was interaction with the neighbor and whatnot. So sheriff's deputies and local SWAT responded to the scene and 
After unsuccessfully getting a response while trying to contact anyone inside from the yard, officers entered the home to find the bodies of four adults and two children. They had all been shot once in the head. The victims were identified as Richard Fields, age 51, his wife, Melissa Fields, age 49, their daughter, Chandra Fields, 26, and two of the couple's grandchildren who lived with them, William Robinson, age 9, and Tariq Robinson, age 11. Sweat executed Chandra last and then turned the gun on himself. Yeah. It's like uh, punishing her, right? Yeah, really. You did this. You got to imagine that's, yes, exactly. Their bodies were found in her bedroom, and the parents and the children had been tied up, and they also had their mouths duct taped shut. (sighs) So the crazy thing is, like, the actual motive for the killings is still unknown. It's also unknown why the four children who did survive were allowed to flee before the shooting. Brian Sweat's grandfather stated after the fact that Brian was very intent on spending time with his seven-month-old daughter prior to upcoming incarceration on the burglary charges that he was facing. It's alleged that Chandra was resistant to the idea of visitations and that could have exacerbated what was deemed to be a quote-unquote domestic violence case. That's an understatement. Mm Mm-hmm. It is. I think, I I guess I'm assuming here that uh, he let those children go because they were so young, right? He killed a nine-year-old and an 11-year-old, both boys, and that sounded like uh, the oldest, you said, was four years old that that got sent out of the house? Yeah, the oldest was four. Yeah, it makes you wonder, like... Why? Why did he kill the grandchildren? Like, what was the deal there? You know, Maybe the only like one thing that I, that to to think to consider here, and I don't know for sure, but if it's the grandparents' grandchildren, right. and Chandra is their daughter, those children might be hers from from another baby daddy. It's all more personal. And so yes, it was all the more personal to to actually execute her her children that would he as he would perceive it as competition with some other man or whatever. Yeah. Just crazy. So sad. It's a crazy call. Yeah, very sad. Rough call. Well, I um oh man. No, I actually have a I have a happy ending for us. Good. It's pretty good. This is a good one. All right. I'm looking forward to it. So I'll give you a little backstory real quick. So this is David Mathers, who sprang into action when Katie Mathers passed out and hit her head on the sink. She'd been making spaghetti, so obviously her palms are sweaty. Mm-hmm. When she suddenly felt sick and rushed into the bathroom, she didn't make it, though, before throwing up all over the place and passing out. David had remembered a song his sister sang called 911 Ring and did just that when Katie was unconscious. Paramedics arrived within minutes of David's call and took Katie to the hospital. When they arrived, they found David holding his infant sister and watching Little Bear on television. Tom, who is Katie's husband, tried to call home to tell Katie he was going to be late uh, coming home from work but heard a strange voice answering the phone. He hung up twice, thinking that he had the wrong number. And on the third try, he was asked whether he knew Katie Mathers and found out what had happened. Funny aside, I just realized this is Katie Mathers 
and I said, Palms Are Sweaty, yeah. which is a song by... Eminem, uh, Marshall Mathers. And at the start, and the guy, David, there's the David Mathers band, right? Dave, Dave Mathers band. The, the, the Dave Matthews band. And, oh, right. Yeah, correct. Yeah, but you know. Dave Matthews band. Dave Mathers, Matthews. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The math doesn't quite add up, but. Oh, man. Anyway. <clears throat> Going to get uh, a lot of emails with people who have lisps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hopefully not voicemails, but emails. That'd be fine. You suckers. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> we love people with lisp. It's okay. Me too. Just joking. Pussies. <laughs> Pussies. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So the sheriff's deputies stayed with the children until Tom arrived. And Katie was released from the hospital later that evening. And Tom was informed how David had sprung into action. And David, age four, recounted the incident by saying, She had a weird look. It was scary. Mimicking his mother's glazed expression on her face. And he summed up the night's events by saying he never wanted to see that look again. Wow. What a hero. So, you know what I figured is we haven't done this in a little while, but uh, we're just going to let this one play us out. Uh, Cool. Listen to the hero, age four-year-old David Mathers spring into action and save his mother. You uh, ready for me to hit play? I'm more than more than ready. Let's hear what David's got to say. Age four. All right. Here, here we go. And hugs, everybody. Hugs. Fire emergency. Um, my mom is is in the bathroom and 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 she can't get up. And I have a little sister and a big sister and a and two big brothers and a dad. And so, can can you call my dad and my brothers? Okay, are they at home with you? Uh, yeah, um, but 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 not my big brothers. Okay, well, can I can I? Are your dad's with you? Yeah. And can I talk to him? Yes. Okay, can you give the phone to him? Uh, no, he's he's at his work. Okay, so he's not home with you. You're home alone with your mom. Yeah. No one else there. Is your mom awake? Uh, yeah. And what happened? Um, she 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 flew up and then and she fell and then she can't bear. Okay, is she still awake and talking to you though? Oh uh, yeah. Can you take the phone to her? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. No. Okay, you sick or what happened? Uh, did you pass out or? No. Okay, how old are you? Okay. All right, well, we're on the way. Okay. Well, we'll we'll have we'll have someone there to take care of it. We're on the way. My baby's in the Okay. We're on the way. Okay. We're on the way. We'll be right there. <clears throat> the nine one one podcast is an eleven fifty nine media production. Ooh. Hey. 
check this out. In addition to our other show, Dark Calls, which is a Patreon exclusive, we just launched a new tier called Tier 13. As a Tier 13 supporter, you get two more episodes per month of an exclusive show called Jack Luna's Dead Time. You also get access to the free store. That's right. Free. Store. For Tier 13 members, we have an online store where everything is free, and you get a personal code to shop, four times a year. For all you business degree dorks, that's once every quarter. It's all good. It's all new. Yippee. And, hugs.